0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Shooter Shoot Basketball Podcast, part of the Squid Kick Radio Network, and I'm joined here today by Matt Oje, as well as a good friend of ours, Connor Rasko, as we do not know where Jed is right now, and uh, so how are you guys doing today?
1: I'm doing good, I don't. I have no clue where Jed is, I couldn't get a hold of him, neither could you, so let's just hope he's somewhere in the next couple of hours here, let's just hope he's somewhere yeah. Connor's got the call up to the bigs we're gonna see how this
0: does you know I'm hoping for a good time, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens i mean connor we've uh we've heard that you've wanted to be on the pod for a while, so uh this is your opportunity guy you gotta God, you can't screw it up now exactly all right, so we're gonna get things kicked off uh with a couple of big signings in the league uh starting with dwight howard to l a uh obviously, you guys know my feelings on dwight howard he is not the center that I would have liked to have signed in L.A., but barring everything with Boogie Cousins with the injury and now the arrest, I mean, he's clearly got bigger issues than uh, playing in the league now. So what do you guys think of the Dwight signing?
1: Well, he's been in L.A. before and uh, didn't really work out that well that time. So, I mean, in terms of a player, he's he's good, but he's not even close to what he was with the Magic. And he just kind of slowly went downhill every
0: single years since then, so. Well, I mean, he's been on it every other team in the league since then, so yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Uh, I wish that they would have found someone a bit more offensive, but I do recognize their need for a defensive big. Uh, Dwight's definitely someone who clearly has defensive talent. If he has so. to choose, who is your guy to pick up then? Uh, I would have definitely liked to have seen them gone after Kenneth Freed or Nene as... The two, Because, I mean, the thing about those guys is, like, Fareed's an energy guy, and Nene's been in the league forever, and he's just been – he's been solid on every team that he's been with. So I just think it would have been a less flashy signing. They didn't need to go with a bigger name here. I think they just needed to find someone that – would be quiet in their role and I just I don't know if Dwight's gonna be that. And I mean, they did say that this is a pretty conditional contract, like they could drop him at any point, so he's gonna have to be on his best behavior. Like, but is, isn't it
2: what is this contract, like none of it's guaranteed? He gets well, paid for like every day. It's like it's
0: there. like
1: fourteen thousand dollars a day. Yeah. And then if So
0: all you have to do is just not screw up and like you're gonna keep making money. Well we added it screw up. Which is a big ask stuff. out of
1: Dwight. But me, me and the boys at work added it up and it came out to something like fifteen point one million dollars if he does not screw up and mess it up.
0: Yeah. I mean let's hope that let's hope that he doesn't. I mean, if he can even be a fraction of what he was in Orlando, this this will be a good signing for them. I don't know what he has left, but only time will tell on that one. At least it's not a lot of money. Unlike the uh, contract that was just given to Eric Gordon out in Houston. Four years, $76 million. Uh, first of all, I don't know how they pulled off that contract because I thought that they were pretty much out of cap space. But it looks like they've, they're rocking Gordon, Westbrook, Harden, and Capella for the next few years, and it's title or bust. So what do you guys think of them locking in, Gordon? I mean, you said it, man. Title or bust. Like that's a
2: big contract. I mean, Capel's locked up, Harden's locked up, Westbrook like Tyler bust. That's it. That's all you can say about us. Like if they don't get it in the next two or three years, like they're gonna be back to hard rebuilding.
0: Because, yeah.
2: Do they have the cap to sign on the guys? Do they even want to sign them back? Be like, I don't know what's gonna happen with them. I, I keep saying it, I'm gonna say it again. It's Tyler bust. That's yeah. that's all you can say about them.
1: Yeah, I mean exactly what OJ said. If if they don't make it happen, it's kind of one of those things where it's going to be a long rebuild. I hope they don't. I don't like Westbrook as a player at all, and I find that uh, I find that uh, if you were to win a championship, it just all the Westbrook fanboys would come out and be like, "Oh well, you know, he's one of the best point guards ever." It's pretty easy when your team lets you pad your stats, but. That's another, that's another topic there.
0: Yeah, I definitely think uh, Westbrook, obviously, as you said, he's a, a stat padder, but I think Gordon is going to be okay there. Um, he's proven that he can be a good six man. I don't know if they're going to fit him into the starting rotation, like whether they're going to play him at the three or how they're going to make it work, but... I mean, they're not going to be a very deep team. Like, this is going to be a team that can go six or seven guys, I would think, at most. They might be able to get an eighth in there with a veteran signing towards playoff time, but... Well,
2: that that kind of contract, like, if they didn't give him that
0: contract, someone else would take him away. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's maybe not worth that, but it's like... That, that's definitely like a Phoenix Suns contract of yeah. just, like, offering... Like, they offered Ricky or Rubio. Like, I'm going to keep saying it. That's awful. Like,
2: but... Gordon's, <laughs> Gordon's not worth that, but, like if he gets taken away, like, they don't really have a decent replacement for him.
0: Yeah, they don't have a guy that can... There's not a lot of guys out there that can do what Gordon does. Like, he is such a specialist. It's like what Kyle Horv's been in the league forever. Like, just shoots the three well, except Gordon defends a little bit better. And not that Mike D'Antonio cares at all about defense, but, you know, he's someone that will definitely help them moving forward. I don't like the... The amount of money, but as you said, and a team would have offered it, so yeah. you know, you so kind of got to bite the bullet. And they had,
2: yeah, they had to give it to him to keep them.
0: Yeah, but. all right, so uh, that's that's kind of the latest news as far as signings go. Uh, we are on the eve of one of the biggest basketball tournaments in the world, and that is the uh, FIBA tournament. Uh, this has been a tournament that we've talked quite a bit about on Twitter. Uh, what do you guys think? First of all, I want to get your thoughts on this. Should more NBA guys be playing in FIBA, or do you think that this is just this is a tournament that guys can skip out on as long as they're there for the Olympics?
1: I mean, it's kind of like when you look at the NHL and when those guys, after the season's done, they don't go to the World Cup. It happens every year. Are you really going to risk, a, if you have a contract coming up, getting an injury for something you aren't being paid for and something that comes around every year?
0: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the one thing that I will say is that there are some of these younger guys who have just gotten paid, like, big contracts. Like, one guy that I've thought about because he's been in the news a lot is Devin Booker because uh, he signed, like, a five-year, $150-plus fifty plus contract. But then you see him, he's not playing in FIBA, but then he's in an open gym complaining about being double-teamed. And it's like, well, why aren't you refining your skills at, at FIBA? Like, you look at the roster that they have, he'd be going up against... Tatum every day, Donovan Mitchell every day, uh, Jalen Brown every day. Like, there's just a lot of guys that he could be working on his skills with while he's at this tournament. I just don't understand why some of them aren't there. What do you think, Matt?
2: Like, I can't remember if we talked about it here or if I saw online, but like, were, they said it was like this year is like people don't want to play because the league feels so much open. Like, they don't want to do fee, but they want to just like work on their skills, be a bit more rested. Like, they think. If there's a year to try and make it, like, this is the year, right? Because, I mean, you think about, like, all the league. Like, there's no team right now who you're going to bet on making to the finals, right? Yeah, there's so Huge much You there. can't bet on a team making the finals right now. So, like, that's why I think a lot of people aren't playing
0: in right now. The part that I'm struggling with, I guess, is that you look at the guys that are there. Like, I just named Donovan Mitchell. He's on Utah. You've got Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum. All there that are on Boston. Yeah, there's still good players there. Like, but these guys are on championship teams that actually have a shot at it. Middleton and Lopez in Milwaukee. These are teams that legitimately have a shot at winning it. And we don't have Trey Young and Devin Booker that are playing for nothing this year. Like, because I mean, like, are they kidding themselves thinking that they're making playoffs this year? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me like to me it should be those guys that are there like I would give Tatum and that a break if they weren't there because it's like yeah you guys you just made some signings you lost Kyrie you added Kemba like you got to work on your team chemistry Kemba's there as well like so I guess maybe they're there trying to play together but it just it seems really weird to me as all well. I'm yeah. not too sure it's why it's weird how
2: they some guys didn't want to right but I mean it's still like this the USA is like D team but they're still almost the favorites right
1: I, yeah. get, I get it though. Like, look what happened to Paul George. Like, yeah, the Paul George injury is like that.
0: Yeah, I can see your point there for sure with the injury concerns, and yeah, I mean that's why I think that some of these guys that are on nothing teams should be should be there, and that these these guys that actually have a shot at winning something this year should be the ones that are taking the summer off. But I mean. Who am I to question that uh, so we're gonna do a quick breakdown we're gonna give our thoughts on this tournament we're gonna we're gonna pick our our champions this year because it's a big tournament I believe it's 32 teams which is pretty sizable since I think only about eight of them actually play basketball uh, so what are your guys thoughts who should be the favorite going in who do you guys have winning it what's a kind of a surprise team for you I'll start with you Matt
2: you know. Well- For the favorite, I kind of want to lean towards Greece. I mean, they've got the man. They've got Giannis, right? You can't deny what he does. But I think my favorite this year is going to be France. Like, they're just always such a solid team. They've got just the right guys. They've never had the elite superstar, but, I mean, they've got...
0: Best player they've ever had is probably Tony Parker. Parker. And, unfortunately, he didn't really have anyone around him for the longest time. It was him and Boris Diaw, you know. (laughs) Spurs legend. Spurs legend, Boris Diaw. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on, on the France pick. Uh, I actually have them uh, winning it all. I don't have them playing the U.S. in the final. Like, don't get me wrong. I think that the U.S. are incredibly talented. But I look at a team, like, if they match up with Serbia, the fact that they've got Bogdanovich, Jokic, and Boban that they have to try and defend. And really, their only centers that would give them trouble is Turner because I think that Plumlee and Lopez would get eaten alive by Jokic. So, yeah, it's... I think I think it is a big matchup game. Like, if the U.S. can get Greece, they could maybe knock out Giannis just because there's not really a whole lot there Greece with is, him. Greece is Giannis, like, yeah, it, it's it's Giannis or bust on that team. Uh, but yeah, I think it is going to come down to matchups. Like, if Greece. As you said, if they could get, you know, a team that has a bit more of a favorable matchup for them, they could sneak their way to the final and take it. This is the most wide open that FIBA's probably been for a long time. Uh, I know that the U.S. does lose at FIBA. Like, it's not like they're a lock to win this tournament. Uh, They've lost plenty of good teams before, but it just seems like the rest of the world is coming. Like, Spain is still going to be pretty solid. Uh, I think that teams like Brazil are going to be solid. Australia just beat the U.S. for the first time ever in their basketball history. So, I mean, this is a pretty wide open tournament. I I like France to win it, but I think that there's going to be a lot of really good games out there. Connor, who have you got? Um, yeah, I
1: I honestly kind of go, leaning towards France. I mean, you look at their roster and you got Rudy Gobert, Nick Batum, uh Evan Fournier, uh, Batum, Batum.
2: What but, did I say? It's Batum.
0: What did I say? You said bait him, but but I mean, you know what? That's okay. It's the first time on the pod. We're we're gonna forgive that. Little nervous. One. Uh, no, I I agree. I think that they've got a really deep roster. They've also got a pretty good point guard who plays on the Knicks. So yeah, I mean, yeah, th- they'll be good. And uh, I think it's definitely going to be a really exciting tournament this year. I uh, it wouldn't even shock me if the States got knocked out earlier than say a semifinal just because there are so many good teams there. I wish that Canada had was a better say, team yeah. there. It's
1: if if they feel that they actual like number one team there, it would have been it would have been actually a lot of fun watching them.
0: And that's why I think a lot of these national teams, they're they're gearing up for the Olympics and uh, Canada, they're they're going to have guys like R.J. Barrett there for Olympics because I think that there's a lot more meaning to winning Olympic gold than there is winning the gold at FIBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, like some of these other teams don't have everyone there either. It's just the States is the most notable because they have the most superstars, right? They could feel the team of LeBron, KD, Davis, and just walk all over everyone at this tournament here. But... That being said, once the Olympics rolls around, there's gonna be some teams that have improved quite a bit, and it's not gonna be a cakewalk for them this time, I don't think. But yeah, like
2: I said, like this is like the USA's like D team. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like not even C or B. Like, but they're still like, yeah, you're not gonna you might even write them off, but I mean like this is you <laughs> they're not even feeling close to their best team, but they're still not rolled off yet, right? Actually, weird question. Did you see, uh, like, the USA-Australia, like, the seating stuff for their preseason stuff? No, I didn't. It was, like, they were in this big arena, but, like, the floor seats was, like, plastic chairs. And if you were not in, like, the first ten rows, you could barely see the game. Oh, um, man. Unless you were in, like, the back seats. Like, there was a bunch of stuff about that. And, like, the floor
0: seats were, like, 200 bucks plus, right? Holy man. It was so bad. <laughs> and, yeah, like, Australia... I love the fact that they beat the States and you could see how much it meant to guys like Patty Mills and Bogut who have been there forever for the Australian national team. And they're another team that's deep, Delvadova. You know, he's going to, he's going to kick somebody or something and just really, <laughs> really start a fight. But uh, yeah, they're definitely an exciting team as well. So, uh, so just to wrap up on this topic, I've got France, Connor, you're locking yeah, in France as well. Friends, yeah. And math. France to win, yeah. Wow, team. we got a clean sweep of France taking it all. When we put out the uh, poll on Twitter, we did have uh, two thirds voting for the states. So clearly, clearly, uh, a lot of Americans are tuning into the pod. But uh, yeah, I think this is a year for someone else to knock them off, and I think France is the one that's going to do it. So, mm-hmm. so moving on, we're gonna we're gonna look at the central division now. We've been doing uh, a ton of divisions over the last few pods, trying to get them all. Uh, previewed before the season starts. Uh, We did put out a poll on Twitter as well, uh, looking at uh, who was the best player at each position in this division. And at point guard, we saw Eric Bledsoe just edged out Malcolm Brogdon for best point guard. Victor Oladipo, no surprise. He nearly clean swept that one. Same with Chris Middleton in Milwaukee. Giannis, I mean, if anyone voted otherwise, they would just be wrong. And at center, we actually had a slight win of Drummond over Turner. Uh, Turner was ahead for a long time there, and then guys clearly like Drummond. So uh, we appreciate everyone who voted on that. We're going to be sure to keep posting more things like that to get you guys more engaged on it. Uh, but we're going to open things up by by talking about the, uh, the lowest of the low in this division, and that would be the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. And I'm going to turn it over to Matt here to talk about uh, – the Cavs because I know he's a big Cavs fan. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Cleveland?
2: Uh, yeah, Cavs are going to do really good this year, I hope. You know, they're probably going to be competing for a
0: playoff spot in the East. That's a lie, but <laughs> I, I, I was shocked for a second there. I thought that you were actually going on the Cleveland to the playoffs trade, but heck no.
2: <laughs> like, yeah, Tristan Thompson said the East runs through the Cavs last year, but like the East just ran through the Cavs because uh, <laughs> they're just, they just that bad. I mean, like
0: <laughs> it's so hard to it's, say anything positive. Like I'm it? not
2: even a Cavs fan, but it's just it's a struggle to talk about them. I mean, their best players an aging. Kevin Love, right now, right?
0: Aging is
2: aging, and that's <laughs> that's being kind with the word. I mean, they got Clarkson. They still got Delvadova, kind of like the guy. He's pretty scrappy, right?
0: Yeah, that's what they say about guys. That's that's what that I is said. very little talent,
2: but it's not. Harrison love. I mean, I like Larry Nance. Junior. I, sorry. Larry Nance Jr. I like him. They got C.D., but I mean, they don't have much. It's like them and the Suns are competing. Them, the Suns and the Hornets are competing for the number 1 overall draft pick this year.
0: Was it them that drafted uh, Garland this year?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: Like, their point guard position is intriguing because they do have sex in there as well. Yeah, so the two of them are Like, that's why I don't know... I said this a few pods ago, why they drafted back-to-back point guards when, like, clearly there's other positional needs. But... Yeah, they they have a lot of needs. <laughs> it's just... I mean,
2: they're... It's going to be a rough year for them. But, uh, I mean, at the deadline, I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, moved Kevin Love for a few draft picks.
0: And and like that would be completely game. fine. And honestly,
2: yeah, that's probably for the best. And then you can
0: lose the last thirty games and hopefully get the number one pick. Get rid
2: of Kevin Love's contract and just uh get some draft picks for it and like get the number one overall. Like that's probably their ideal situation at this point. It's like
0: My thoughts are I just don't know who wants like I think he's got like three years over a hundred million left or something. Big, like it's a big contract, big contract to take on. So even if they are, you know, picking up some of these other pieces, like they're going to have to take on some bad contracts too, in order to make it happen.
2: Like if a team wants to trade for Kevin Love, like they better think like they just, he is the piece to make it.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I think we can all agree. The calves are, are a dumpster fire. They're going to continue to be. And they, we knew this was going to happen once LeBron left. Cause it was a
2: hot dumpster fire before he came and LeBron came sort of tempered it down, but you knew as soon as he left, it was,
0: Back and, I mean, you redemption. can't lose your player, coach, and GM all in one year and then just think that you're going to be relevant for the next few years. Connor's been pretty silent on the Cavs. I think he's just disappointed at this point at how bad they are.
1: Um, yeah, there's not really much to say about them. LeBron went there and kind of he just kind of divorced with the team. And after that, it was like he took everything away from them. Oh, it was a
0: messy divorce. It was
1: bad, man. Like. He left them with overpriced contracts, older guys. He left them just. Oh, I mean, it's he, bad. He brought him one
2: championship. You can't fault him for that, oh. and two other, three other finals appearances. But
0: yeah, he I, gave Cle- Cleveland everything that he could. Uh, he, gave, he
2: gave him what he, he gave him what they what they wanted, but now like they're paying for it.
0: <laughs> yep, and and you know what, Cavs fans should take solace in the fact that they did get a title with them, and now it's. You're a small market team. It's going to take a lot of years to build through the draft. Thankfully, they got rid of J.R. Smith. So yeah. they're, going to, they're going to dump some cap there. Uh, next up, we're going to look at the Bulls. And we're going to let Connor take this one, calling them up from the minors to uh, talk about the Chicago Bulls.
1: Um, yeah, so, I mean, the Bulls, I, I could see them finishing in that ninth or eighth spot. I can't see any higher than that. Um, they got some really good young pieces on their team. Yeah, Zach Levine is, is a big one. I, I think he's going to have a big year this year. Um, I think Kobe White's actually going to surprise a lot of people and step up to the plate this year. Um, I mean, as far as a team goes, the East is always wide open. There's always a team that could step up and move into a playoff spot. If there's the West that it's absolutely not. But, yeah, I think they have a really good chance for it. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think?
0: I think marketing if they can get a full year out of him, because I know that he's, he's had some had injury concerns. Injury mm-hmm. Kobe White's going to be competing with Chris Dunn for the starting point guard slot. I, I agree. I really like Zach Levine. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. is mm-hmm. another nice piece. This just feels like a team that needs a couple years to really figure out who's like who's going to be pieces moving forward and who they're yeah. going to want to move on from. because. Markinen has shown that he could be a franchise guy. I think he's the guy they got to center around. Like yeah, if
2: he's he's got to stay healthy, of course, but if he stays healthy, yeah, he's the guy.
0: Definitely. Yeah, the Bulls, I don't know if I'm as high on them as you are, Connor, like I would have them around 10 or 11 in the East, maybe even 12 just depending on injuries and stuff, but yeah, I mean they are an intriguing team. They could definitely like if Markinen stays healthy and Levine mm-hmm. continues to grow and if White has a good year, yeah, maybe they sneak into that like eight or nine slot. You never know it is the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference and injuries happen. But yeah, they are a they are a team that's gonna be continue to grow. I wish that they had better coaching there, but they've really struggled to find a good coach since Thibodeau left. And yeah, I mean that's
2: Tom, play your starters, forty minute Thibodeau. <laughs>
0: Yes, player starters, don't run an offense, strictly defensive. We're going to try and score 80 and hold them to 79. That's kind of his uh, go-to. Uh, so next up, we've got the Detroit Pistons. I'm going to take this one. Uh, I do think that the Pistons are going to be the eighth seed in the East this year. Uh, they've they've held on to their top-heavy guys. I mean, like Blake Griffin, who's criminally underrated in the league, in my opinion. Yeah. Because for a guy who came into the league only able to dunk, and now he's, he's hitting developed. threes and he's yeah. got a great post game, and, like, yeah, he's had some injury problems, but I just don't think that he's ever really had the the full team around him to do what he could. And uh, he was great in the playoffs for them when they got swept <laughs> by the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Andre Drummond there, who's a pretty nice center, apparently the best center in the division, according to Twitter. Uh, I do like Reggie Jackson, and they've got Derek Rose that they brought in as well. If they can get a full year out of him, you could maybe run the two of them side by side and really make this an interesting team. Unfortunately, that's about all that's left as far as good players on the Pistons because I'm just going to list for you guys the disgusting shooting guards and small forwards that they can choose from. They've got uh, Bruce Brown, uh, Luke Kennard, Langston Galloway, Uh, Tony Snell and Sekou Dumbuya, who's the uh, French first rounder that they had this year Uh, so I mean if this was 1995 I would love this team because they built around two bigs but unfortunately we're in today's NBA and they have no shooting whatsoever Uh, I love Dwayne Casey I think that he's a great coach should have never got fired from the Raptors but I mean Nick Nurse did win a title so I guess that's debatable uh, so I guess my question for you guys is, do you guys think that they can fight for that eighth spot? I mean, they were the eighth seed last year, or do you see maybe a team like Connor said, the Bulls or somebody that's going to take that spot from them?
2: You know, it's like, yeah, they're AC seed. I think they're going to, like, Blake Griffin keeps taking steps every year to somehow get better. You never expect it from him. Like, Blake Griffin's like, he's fringe elite, if not elite at this point, right? Like, he's going to carry them to the eighth or seventh. Like, the East is pretty weak. So I think they're going to take – I could definitely eighth, if not seventh, right? They're going to make – like, yeah, they definitely need some shooting. Like, they got nothing. Like, one of their best shooters, Blake Griffin. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Five years ago, you would have been like, what? That's that's not good. Yeah. But I think they're going to they're gonna make the playoffs. But are they going to make the best first round if they're at the A seed playing the Bucks, Probably not.
0: Probably another sweep, if not in another five. Another
2: sweep, yeah. Speaking of which – do you know Detroit holds? Uh, they've lost fourteen playoff games in a row. Oh wow! I remember seeing that on Twitter. They have been swept three times, and they lost two games before that. Oh no! <laughs> so they they own that record for fourteen playoff games in a row.
0: Yeah, can we just like just give them a win this year? Like, if you're the Bucks and like you're in like Game Four, just like throw them a bone, like. Because at that point, you probably lost 17 in a row. Like, just, just help them out a little bit. Take take
1: the gentleman's sweep. Give them one win. Win at make, home. Yeah. Win
0: at home in Game 5. You know right? what? You know
1: what was really surprising about them this year is Luke Kennard coming off the bench. That
0: guy was actually pretty damn good. Yeah, he was good in college at the Duke University. But, I mean, since he's got to the league, I think he's... He's undersized, unfortunately. Like he's a great shooter, but when you're that small and you're trying to play the shooting guard position, like all that it takes is to you know run into a defender that's slightly bigger in like, your. You can exist yourself.
2: in college as undersized, but get into the NBA undersized. It's you got to have
1: athleticism. You got to be really I, good. I too. remember that game against the Raptors when they. When they when the Raptors lost against them this year in Detroit and Luke Kennard, was the first which time, was just doing case. ever ran
0: like a play in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He didn't just run ISO Instead with Demar Derozan because yeah. he didn't have a Demar Derozan at shooting guard. He was like, oh, I can't run this with Tony Snell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so for the first, yeah, sorry, fun,
0: yeah. Uh, so yeah, the Pistons will be an interesting team, but one team that I'm more intrigued by who Matt's going to look at now is the Indiana Pacers, because they did make a lot of moves this off season. They're getting Victor Oladipo back. So, uh, what do you think of Indiana there, Matt? Actually,
2: before I start this, did you see, um, that one video, like, uh, Donald Sterling at like that white party?
0: Oh, oh, with Blake Griffin? With Blake Griffin. Oh, man. (laughs) He's like, I'm
2: going to call my friend uh, Blake Griffin. Like, his sunglasses, like, fall down at the perfect time. (laughs) 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 Because the most, like, his sunglasses gave the expression. But he's even said
0: in interviews how uncomfortable it was having Donald Sterling. He's like, he would, like, parade me around his parties. Just that
1: one scene, you could tell Blake Griffin's like... What? Uh, it was like some, some scene out of yeah. get out basically. That's what everyone, <laughs> that's what everyone was about. I Get out biker you know,
0: with Donald. Oh man. So, yeah. <laughs> so the
2: Pacers. The the Potchers, yes. You know what? The man, the myth, the legend, Victor Oladipo. that's Oof. who their season rides around, right? Yeah. Although last year, like, he tore his, like, what? He tore his ACL, right?
0: Yeah, it was a big injury. Yeah, it was, for it was him. a big injury,
2: but, like, the Pacers still did really good without him. Like, they still made the playoffs, although they got spanked by Boston.
1: He was he was killing it, like, Victor before he got hurt. Yeah,
2: Victor, I'd like to see what happens if Victor plays a full season, doesn't get hurt, and makes the playoffs, right? I like they're going to make the playoffs. Like, they got, they picked up Brogdon. I mean, they got McConnell. Cole the Deep was the man, though. Yeah. He's their whole season, like, rides on him. They got some good, set. I like, Sabonis, Turner, right? They've got the pieces there. Like, they can make a run, but it relies around Oladipo. Like,
0: They've still got Nate McMillan coaching there, too, do they not? Yeah. Yeah, and he was really good for them last year. Like, I thought that he was a guy that should have been considered for coach of the year because to lose Oladipo like that and then like, you still...
2: Yeah. Lose Oladipo but still make a good season about it. Like, yeah, they got spanked by Boston, but...
0: Yeah, I really like I really like what Indiana is doing. As you said, it hinges on Oladipo. Like if he comes back, even like ninety percent of what he was last year, like he's he's an incredible player in the league now. Oh, which he was a guy that it took him like three or four years to really figure it
2: out. It took but him a bit to get going. Admittedly, like he got traded from the Magic to the Thunder and then to the Pacers.
0: Yeah, which getting stuck behind Westbrook is tough, and I guess Orlando is not the most ideal yeah, situation. He, he didn't;
2: he wasn't too good as rookie or in like Orlando and stuff. And then when like he was starting to pick it up, like he got stuck behind Westbrook, yeah. which is going to slow you down. But then when he became the man in Indiana, like that's when he started to shine, right?
0: Yeah. So. No, I really like Indiana. I think that they're going to be they're going to be competing for anywhere from like. Even third, all the way to sixth, you know like they're going to be. If they snuck in with some uh,
2: home court advantage in the first round, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly.
0: Yeah, they yeah. can do that. Like, I mean, if they could get to the four, and then maybe you get someone like Boston or Toronto at five, like I think that they would give them a good run with all the depot there for sure. If he's there, if he's there. Admittedly, the ACL is like a weird injury, but yeah. And lastly, we're going to touch on the Milwaukee Bucks. I. As we talked about our Twitter poll earlier, the Bucks have three of the top five positional <laughs> players in the division. Uh, they've got Bledsoe. I don't like that they lost Brogdon, but you know they did add Wesley Matthews. Uh, they also added Kyle Korver this offseason, who's going to be a lethal three-point shooter for a team that already shot the three really well last year. What did they lose to Europe again? Uh, they did lose Miritich, Miritich. unfortunately, but Barcelona. Uh, with them having Brook Lopez was good, Giannis, Middleton, like, this is pretty much the same core. Uh, this is another one of those title or bust teams. Don't forget about them. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't forget about him. Uh, and then, I guess, my only concern with this team, and it's something that I'm going to go on a bit of a rant here, but... I just don't believe in Mike Budenholzer as a coach because I think that he's incredibly overrated when it comes to coaches. He, for years, has had teams with, like, really a lot of depth, so they win a lot of games, and they look really good on paper. And then when you get into the playoffs, they run into a team with a superstar, and he just doesn't come up with a way to actually, like, confront it because it happened in Toronto last year. You know, Kawhi switched on to Giannis. And it just seemed like he was just like, just play through it. And it's like, well, no, because it's not working. Like, it's clearly not working because he's shutting just... them down. Yeah, And, like, he did the same thing in Atlanta. They would run into LeBron and they'd get swept. And it's like, at what point is are we going to talk about the fact that Budenholzer just isn't the guy and that if Milwaukee's going to win the title, they have to do it with somebody else? Because he's very Dan like where they win a lot of games, they go for coach of the year, but then they get to the playoffs and – he doesn't make adjustments.
2: They get to the playoffs and like their whole idea is like, well, I'll keep trying. It's got to work sometime. Like like they shut down Giannis and he, like they didn't make adjustments. Like his adjustment was, well, I'll keep trying, Giannis. It'll work eventually, right?
0: I do think that yeah, Giannis has to work on the jumper and I hope that he's figured out even a mid-range, like a consistent mid-range would make him near impossible to stop because guys can lay off of him right like now be like
2: Durant level of scary.
0: Yeah, and and, and even so like stronger. the odd three pointer. Oh. Like I'm not saying that he has to become Steph Curry. Like he just has to be able to hit when you're wide open for three, you can knock it down. It's like and, a Marcus All. Yeah. yeah, it's it's such a. I love that reference. Uh, Good reference. Man. You, make the, you make the best references. <laughs> oh, references are legendary. Uh, yeah, they're they're a title or bust team. I just don't think that it's going to be Budenholzer that's going to get them over the top. Maybe Giannis needs another year too because he's only like what 24 around I mean, there, like... I think he's like 23. Man. Even 23? Yeah. Like, he's incredibly
2: young still, so... But he's going to free agency next year, right? Like, if they don't make it, oh. that, the, be, like, if they don't make it... Oh. And that's the If they don't make it past conference finals, is he coming back? It'd be
1: so interesting or is he he... to watch him go to the Raps.
0: Oh, he's not going to the raps. I like guess a oh, raps fan, like, uh, well, I, I'm still
1: there. I guess, I guess there's a there's a connection there because, yeah, um, everyone says that. That's
0: it's only because of the international thing, and they think that, oh, well, Giannis is international, so like he'd want to go to Toronto. Well, no, 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 I guess everyone's
2: like all the raps are trying to make that, like, uh, who's the GM? Masai. Sorry, I feel bad. For, 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 you know. <laughs> Like Masai was part of like NBA Africa and like that's where Yana's got picked up and stuff. So everyone's trying to make that connection. I'm but
1: like, but no, I guess, still, I guess I guess
2: Masai helped him and his brother get over here. Well, yeah, like he no Masai helped him and his brother get to like Greece. Oh, because okay. that's where he started. Yeah, and like that's the connection all the rappers are trying to make. Like, it's as
1: possible, like you know.
0: It's yeah. possible. It's just.
2: It's possible. It's, I, it's, it's possible. Yeah. I could dunk the ball, but like, it, it doesn't, is it possible? It, it, still. It, <laughs> technically, my body says it's possible, but it's probably not. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah,
0: it's there, but I don't. So know. where would you go? Like, like you yeah. You well, could, that's the question. Like, he could go to the Phoenix Suns, but do I think that he, he wants, wants to go to the Suns? <laughs> no, I don't. Like, yeah, but where, like, where's a place that would that? I think like, he wants uh, to stay in Milwaukee. Think so? Yeah. Why? Why would you leave if you're consistently the one seed? Yeah,
2: yeah, but like, if like if it, it, yeah, but if you aren't doing, I mean, we're we're going to see more once this year happens. Like, who's going to be picking up? But I mean, like, although this is a bad thing to say, but like, the Knicks were making a play for 2021, right? 2020.
0: Yeah. Well, the Knicks always think they're in it, but like, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the, the Knicks are always just like, "Oh, LeBron's going to the Knicks," and it's like, "Is he though?" Like, uh, I don't think the he's actually going every time. But I mean, like, they sign. We're going to touch on the Knicks in, in a couple of pods. Their the top free agent was
2: Julius Randle, so I mean, I'm not t- and they paid a Big Randle fan.
0: Big Randle fan. I like Randle, but I mean, like, but I mean, when you he's your franchise guy right yeah. now. That sucks. Randle's your franchise. That's <laughs> the way to go. Okay, so now that we've broken down the teams, we're going to get our rankings here of uh, where we think everyone's going to finish in we, the division. We got, we got a, oh, sorry. And uh, so, my bad. bad. <laughs> That's a little bit out of it today. Feeling, feeling fine. Uh, so I'm going to start out with my rankings here. Uh, I'm actually not going to switch anything up from what it was last year. Uh, I think it's going to remain the same. I think the Bucks are going to clearly be the number one team in this division, if not the conference. Uh, Indiana is going to finish two, full year at Depot. Unless he misses more time again, then I think they're, they're almost a lock for two. I got the Pistons at three. Still, they were a playoff team last year. I don't know if the Bulls are ready to overtake them yet. Uh, I got the Bulls at four, and then the lowly Cleveland Cavaliers finishing fifth.
1: East front I'd, I'd I'd go the exact same way except I'd flip um, Chicago. So you are not business. going to the exact same. <laughs> way. But, but I said, but then I'd I'd flip. But I, I would like. I think I think the Bulls have what it takes to to get the, into that third
0: seed. I like it. Bulls Bulls finishing third in the division. You heard it here first from Connor. Hot take. Uh, That's what we like. Here. We like hot takes. <laughs> we love hot takes. Uh, and Matt, who have you
2: yeah, got man, in the division? I'm, I'm same with you, man. It's like. Bucks are number one. Pacers, unless they lose Ola Depot in like October or November. They should,
0: still should be able to. Like, move on. They
2: lost him like what was it, like January or something, right? But yeah. They were still like second, right? Mm-hmm. If they lose him really early, then I'm going to give it to the Pistons. But yeah, Pistons three, Bulls four, and like there's no doubt the Cats are five. Like, me, you know what? If they find a good, if the Pistons find a good shooter, like, yeah, I'm going to give that to the Pistons. But as it stands, no, I can't give the Pistons number two.
0: Elite Tony Snell just doesn't do it for you. Don't disrespect eh? like Tony.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Or Blake Griffin all of a sudden starts dumping
0: from the three point line. Oh, man, that'd be <laughs> impressive. <laughs> Giannis, Giannis almost dunked from the free-throw line in a game this year. That was oh, sorry. I meant the three-point thing. Oh, yeah. three-point. You,
2: you did say three-point. Blake, Blake
0: at 29 or speaking. 30 going to dunk from the 3 point some space. Speaking of less, space a little yeah. point here.
2: So in Space Jam, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Toon Squad is down by, like, one point, right? Michael Jordan dunks from half.
0: Oh, and I did only forget.
2: only counts as two. If he dunks from half, does that not count as three?
0: That would definitely
2: count that's as three I points. mean, it's
0: feeder behind the line. should have exactly. been a three. That should have been a three. Man, you just broke Space Jam right there. Wow. It's completely Admi-
2: flawed. Admittedly, I got that from the internet. Like that's, <laughs> that's been on my mind for a while. I was like,
1: is that not a three That point? is a three. Well, no, it wouldn't be. It should be a three point well, yeah, because cause it's feeder feet behind, behind the line.
0: It's, it's did, not he, the body. Wait, did he, sh- did he shoot from there? Or he it doesn't he, matter
1: where he He, he had his arm the above
0: the rim and dropped it in. Which should still count because the feet are behind the line. It's where the feet are. It doesn't matter. So did
1: his body extend? His arm his extended. It.
0: His arm dislocated out of his socket, extended it's fifty extended. feet. Okay, like yeah, 10, yeah, Half court. I, right? I thought
1: you meant like he was in in the in the key, and he's basically done. No, he <laughs> was at half. I haven't seen. Okay, case guys, case. you oh, have oh, not. Wow. Whoa.
0: How can you? Not? That's like we brought technology. this guy on the podcast, I'm guys. Guys, in.
1: I'll watch it
2: tonight. Okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. So that's that's my. Quarrel is, I think that was a three point. Matt's quarrel of the week. I'm I'm calling you out, Space Jam. Speaking of which, Space Jam 2 coming out uh, fall 2020. I like it. We're getting sponsored. All
0: right. So uh, (laughs) that'd be a bold sponsorship to go after, eh? (laughs) right? So next up, we're going to do a bit of fantasy basketball here. Uh, We're going to do what we did last pod, except for shooting guards this time. Uh, As voted on on Instagram, I clearly won as far as point guard lists go. You did get some love. Jet got some love as well, but I clearly took that one home, and I, I plan high. on doing it. I was this pretty high way. on
2: Dollar Dame, so that was, a, that was a
0: hot
1: take. <laughs> Hey,
2: no, no, I, I agree I with I'm standing by the hot take of Dollar Dame. I yeah. have All right, volume, I like, like it.
0: Okay, so next up, number one shooting guard in fantasy basketball this year. This one should be no doubt. If you have anyone otherwise, we can talk about it afterwards, but James Harden. Is going to be the number one shooting guard in fantasy. When he says talk about afterwards, it means we're going to fight. <laughs> <laughs> Cage Rage to the sides. Uh, no, I got James Harden. He's a triple double threat every night. He's going to score. He's going to try and score forty. Although I don't know if Westbrook will let him. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's going to get assists. He's going to steal boards just like Westbrook does. He, to me, is the number one shooting guard in fantasy. Why do they even need Capella?
2: Just, like, give Harden the ball all the time. You should just right? play center. Basically.
0: Yeah. Uh, Matt, I take it you have Harden as yeah. well at number one? You know one? what? It's,
2: it's weird that I put Harden at one because I put Harden, I put Westbrook at, like, four last time. So you're just thinking that
0: Harden's going to have the same well, impact in Westbrook. That, might... that's,
2: that's why I'm feeling weird about I was like, why am I putting Harden at one if I didn't put Westbrook higher?
0: Maybe it's just Harden is...
2: Maybe I'm a, bit of, maybe I'm a bit of a Westbrook hater, but... I'm not, actually and I take guy, it,
0: Connor. Like, you uh, would Chris think Chris Harden Chris. as well. Yeah, it's and kind should, of a no-brainer. No no he
1: probably should have won MVP last year. But. Ooh. Well, they've got. Two. I mean, he scored. What was it? It was. It was, he like de- it was like December to end of January. He had he had consistent thirty-point games.
0: That's true. Yeah, I pick Giannis. So, and it's our podcast, so you're wrong. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so uh, know, at number two, uh, this one might shock people, but I've got Bradley Beal at number two this year for shooting guards. And the reason why is there's going to be no John Wall. Bradley Beals trying to play himself onto another team. I think he's going to be playing for his life for the first, (laughs) like, three or four months of the year. Like, I just see him (laughs) just scratching and clawing. I
2: I think I read, I'm pretty sure I read it on the internet somewhere, but, like, Bradley Beale said, like, I'm here to play. Like, why wouldn't I play in regards to, like, um, load management? Like, he just wants to play, right?
0: Yeah, I don't think and that they're as you said, like,
2: he, he wants to get on another team. <laughs> yeah, probably. he's
0: playing for his life. He wants to <laughs> score 40 he's a game playing. and get
2: moved. He's the man in Washington in a relatively weak East. Like, he's going to score.
0: So, who have you got it to, then?
2: I've got Beal at two. Ooh. I, I can't deny Both that. Both
0: high on Bradley Beal. I like it.
2: You know what? I was thinking CJ, but... I... I, I, I as much as I don't like the Wizards, I know you have CJ pretty low, but as much as I don't like the Wizards, like, yeah. the, the quote about him saying, like, he wants to play and not be load managed
1: makes me think the guy's going to have That's
0: fair for sure. Why are you laughing? Connor's <laughs> loving that. Uh, kind you can't I was of of thinking about the
1: Chappelle quote where he talks about, oh, for it's... your freedom.
0: <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> Yeah, gotcha.
1: Shout out to Dave Chappelle, please sponsor. Us.
0: <laughs> yeah, please sponsor. us. you keep putting out Netflix comedy specials. Netflix specials, should, specials. Uh,
1: in all seriousness, I I think Donovan Mitchell should be second. second.
0: So, and that's why at number three, I've got Donovan Mitchell. And uh, if
1: it wasn't for that goal for Bradley Beal, I'd probably have he's
0: Mitchell, he's going to be feel. their
2: score. Like for sure, he's going to be their score. The only big thing about Donovan is like his injury coming off the ACL tear, like.
0: Yeah, is he going to
2: be? Because he's about his whole game's explosiveness, right? Same with yeah, he's he's got shooting too. Like he's, he's, he's not shoot. like Derrick Rose. Like Derrick Rose only had explosiveness, and when he wasn't the same guy coming back, he was not the same. He, guy. Was, too he was too stubborn to learn
0: how to shoot. I uh, so who have you guys got three? Then I've got Donnie.
2: I had Donnie. I've got, got Donnie switch it and Put Beal. You three. got Beal at three. If it was like as I said, if it wasn't for that quote cool, by Beal saying he wants to play every game. I'd probably and I think with too.
0: them, Utah added Connolly, and they've got Gobert, and they've got Ingles and a lot of guys there, whereas, like, Beal, it's like him and Isaiah Beal
2: is... They have no one else.
0: Yeah. They're I not, think he's, uh, he's going to play for his life, for sure. Uh, at number four, I've got Raptors Legend, and that is not, uh, not sarcasm. Facetious. That is... You use fancy words. Oh, we're going facetious for word of the day. Uh, I got DeMar DeRozan at number four. He... He actually got up a lot of his stats last year playing with Pop. Uh, he's still going to score. He's going to give you some assists and boards. He's got pretty good field goal percentage and free throw percentage, which I know a lot of leagues track, so I think he's he's a good fantasy guy to own. Uh, Who have you guys got at number four? Um, I mean,
1: I I have Devin Booker, but... The books. I mean, if he was on a different team, I think he'd be higher in the in the shooting guard category. But the problem is, I mean, the fact the guy doesn't want to get doubled in open gym. You know well,
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a joke. But... <laughs> Who have you got a Matt? I got my man
0: CJ CJ McCollum at number that, four. That's pretty high. But I mean, so I, Matt's already, got the Portland Trailblazers winning I'm, the NBA championship. Pretty, I'm pretty high. Western. I'm pretty high on Seriously. the Trailblazers.
2: Like, you know what? They, they tasted it. They got the conference finals. Like, that's farther than them in a long time. They're hungry now.
0: I'm just waiting for them to have Hassan Whiteside as, like, the third best center. Yeah, and not then not. at that point, like, the Portland Trailblazer love is real.
2: Admittedly, <laughs> for Portland, like, they've got Dame and CJ. And they've got Mir...
0: Not Mirtich, uh, Nurkic. Nurkic. Yeah. Uh, little,
2: little, His aside. Legs, nah, little, little aside. Little <laughs> aside. We're going to talk about this in later pause, but I was disappointed they lost Cantor. Yeah. I was, I I, I, I was, love Cantor. Yes. I'm such a big fan. Just just, just how much he, just how much sort he, of trash he is. He is the and, ultimate,
0: yeah. like, he is the Sean Avery of basketball where he can just <laughs> irritate <laughs> everyone. And, like, maybe the skills aren't quite there, but every team should want to have that guy because he's the type of guy that would, like, put his finger in your face just to tick I mean, you off. man
2: irritates like, oh. it so much, like, he can't even go back to his country. That's, that's how big of a. <laughs> can't
0: play for Turkey at FIBA. Yeah, that's Otherwise, big, Turkey would be a favorite. That's how
2: big of a disturber he is. He can't even go back to his own country. So uh, I got CJ at four because, I, you know what, I, I got Faith in Dollar Dame and CJ. They're going to light it up in the oh, West. Yeah. The uh, West is tough, but they're going to light it up.
0: At number five, I've got Devin Booker now. Um, his value, I think it's tough to know because the scoring is always there. It's just, does he give you some of the other things that you need, like the and boards? But if you're looking for just like a pure scorer, Devin Booker's your guy. And if you're not getting Hardner, or Beal, or some of these other guys early, you can maybe get Booker in your second, third round, and he would be a good option. But even fourth, like you never know, he could fall. But I've got Booker I threw, at five.
2: I threw DeRozan at fifth,
0: only because I threw CJ to four. That's fair. Like I, I respect DeRozan. And you had Booker, Connor. So who've you got at five then? Mm. Oh, he hit, he's gonna give this some he's thought. Think
1: about it. I.
0: Yeah, probably McCollum. Okay, McCollum at five for yeah, you. So. Uh, at number six, I've got Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I wish that I could put him higher because when he was playing last year, he was <laughs> second or third among shooting guards. Just coming off the injury, you don't know how much he's going to give you, but he could be a steal. Like, he's a guy that could win you a draft if you're getting him in, like, the third round or something, right? I think, so,
2: yeah. Like, I got, I got uh, Depot there too. It's like, it's the injury concern, right? Mm-hmm. What's he going to be like coming off this ACL?
0: For sure,
1: like and, yeah, as you said, like
0: Oladipo as well for you, Connor.
1: Or yeah, you like got? like you said, if he was if he's healthy, he'd be top three. But he just you never know with, with ACLs. Like yes, they're stronger when you after you tear them. What, but like, as we Connor. said before, what he's got going for him is like he has some shooting. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent.
0: At number seven, this guy was a point guard last year, but judging by his role, I think in the rotation, I've got D'Angelo Russell as the seventh, because he's going to be playing alongside Steph at the shooting guard position. And so uh, I would – I think that if – especially if Steph misses games, because he never plays a full season, this guy could be even higher ranked. Don't let Jed hear you say that. Well, but, <laughs> I mean, that is the reality <laughs> well, the of it, right?
2: Good thing he's not here.
0: Curry plays, like, 60 yeah. to 70 games, so there's going to be nights where they just tell Russell to go out and score 40. Like, he's he's I mean, got a ton of value. In, so. in defense for Curry, like, they were talking about, like, yeah, they've played, like, a season's
2: worth of playoff games, right? Like, they've had so much more. Anyways, yeah, I have, uh, I actually put Booker there. Like, he's, him and Aiden, like, those are the guys.
0: For sure. Yeah, is
2: he going to get those extra points? Uh, we'll see, but. Yeah. They're going to lose a lot of games, but Booker's going to get some points in those games.
0: That's fair for sure. And who have you got, Conan? DeRozan. DeRozan at seven. Okay. At number eight, I've got CJ McCollum. Oof. Yes, I have CJ a lot lower than you guys. I think I have CJ
2: a lot higher than most people. I think
0: that CJ is another scorer, except he's a broke man's Devin Booker when it comes to scoring. Because Devin Booker is the number one option on his team. Disrespect. Ah, you can call it disrespect if you want, but, I mean, Lillard's the guy there, right? And Booker, guys like Booker and, I mean, even Russell. I think Russell's going to play a bigger role in Golden State than CJ is in Portland this year with Clay mm. being gone. The only thing that hurts uh, right. you with Russell is that if Clay Thompson comes back, that could be around the time that your fantasy <sighs> playoffs start. So you do have to be aware of that and because Clay, yeah, they might move him to the three, but he becomes the third option at that point. So
2: I put, uh, I put Russell there. Like, we talked about this on prior pods, but, like, Steph's the man. Yeah. But Russell's going to get his points too, right?
0: For sure. Connor? Yeah. Yeah. Russell as well? Yeah. Uh, At number nine, I've got Buddy Heald out in Sacramento. Sacramento legend, Buddy Heald. I think that he's a really good scorer as well. I mean, that's what the shooting guard position is too. The reason why Harden is high as high as he is is because he gives you everything else. But the shooting guard position is primarily... 20 point a game guys it's and you're just open. it's in the name yeah shoot, they shoot shooting that's go. it like so yeah that's i got right. buddy healed in sacramento at nine yeah um you
2: know what the thing about heel is like yeah i got him at nine too but it was like you can see it there you can see he's got another step to take right you can see he's going to take that step but when is he going to take that step yeah if he takes that step like man the guy could be Top three next year. Okay, that's a bit <laughs> of okay.
0: We'll go top six?
2: <laughs> I could say top five. Okay. If he takes that step, right? I think his... There's not a lot... It's
0: him and Darren Fox on Sacramento. Yeah, uh, right? Bagley too. And it's Yeah, probably. they've got other The people. only problem is Healed is a lot older, I think, than people realize. Because I think he is like 20, he's, he's 25 20, or six. He's 26. Yeah, like he's he's getting up there <laughs> NBA-wise. Like he's literally a year older than us. he
2: you feel old is when you see, like, these professional sports athletes who are, like, four years younger than you.
0: Yeah. You're just, like... And you're just still dreaming about dunking again. And you're just <laughs> drinking your life away. <laughs> okay, this is getting real sad for a <laughs> second. <laughs> Diving into the mind. All, right, All right, okay. Uh, Connor, who have you got at nine? You got Buddy as well?
1: Yeah, he's he's that kind of piece that, I mean, if he left Sacramento, I think if he went to a... Went the to Cavs.
0: Oh, yeah, get him Cavs. to the Pistons. We were just talking about the Pistons. Need a shooter. They need a shooter. Shooter, shoot. shoot. He's got that three for sure. Uh, And then at number 10, I have a guy coming off the bench, and that's Lou Williams because he is the ultimate bench scorer in the league. He he is the
2: perennial six man. If if you want to define six man. You
0: only don't want him in your starting lineup because you don't need more scoring, especially with the Clippers right now in their starting lineup because it's going to be Kawhi and George are going to carry the offensive load. And like you're gonna get some points from Beverly, some from Harold, but once one of those guys is off, like that's why you want Lou Williams. He's the ultimate. Come in, give you like 20 off the bench any given night, right? Well, didn't so. didn't Lou Williams have more minutes than Patrick Beverly this year, and somehow won the six man? Yeah. Well, but it's all based off of starts yeah. because they weren't starting him. In- you can be a, so you
1: so you could you can be like, a six man and have like more minutes than the start. So you could yeah. literally just sit. You could get a guy like. LeBron James sitting on the bench to start a game, put him in a minute after he could count as a six man? Yeah. Technically. Wow. I, I mean, like. Seems like a flaw. <laughs> this six man is like the first guy off the bench. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. It's just a matter of.
0: I feel like it's a little bit of a flaw. It, it's, it's a
2: bit weird, but like that's kind of what
0: it is. And then, uh, so who have you guys got at 10? You guys got Lou Williams as well? Or you got somebody different? me thought they. Norman Powell. Norman, Norman Powell. Right now, Holy man. This is Raptors. Okay, so Matt just lost the list because he put Norman Powell not even starting. Is this, he going to start at shooting guard? He's going to
2: start at shooting guard. Unless three-time NBA champ Patrick McCaw takes his big step.
0: Oh, don't forget Raptors legend Pat McCaw. This is you hear your first, folks, Norman Powell. And then I'm going to give you a sleeper and a bust pick for myself. Uh, I've got a sleeper as Josh Richardson. Uh, oh, wait, I think Norman the, was my sleeper. <laughs> he's, you know, he's just no, sleeper he now. Uh, so I got Richardson as your sleeper that you could get in a later round. He's going to be in a great starting five, and it's a starting five that has injury concerns because, I mean, a lot of these guys like Simmons has missed time and Bede has missed time. If he does have one of those guys miss time, he's going to get a lot bigger of a role, and he's a good defensive guy, so he's going to give you some of those stats. And my bust this year, we talked about on the pod earlier, is Zach Levine. Injury riddled uh, Zach Levine. He is a scorer and a dunker, but for peop but for where people want to take him, it's way too high, in my opinion. He taken? Well, I think that he's gonna be taken as someone's number one shooting guard. Oof.
2: Admittedly I like I'm I'm kinda high on Levine, but yeah, I would not take him as the number well, one. Well,
0: because the thing is if you look at this list, like most guys could have Levine anywhere from eight to twelve and some guys are gonna double up. Like someone's gonna take him as their number one shooting guard. And uh, uh, I just don't see it. Like I think that Markenin with a full season, they've got a lot of other pieces. I mm-hmm. think that he's gonna regress a bit. Yeah, he's my bust this year. I think that I think Markkinen's gonna regress. No. 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 Oh, Levine. <laughs> <Sorry>. Levine's going to us. Sorry, my bad. Uh, and so with that, we're going to end off the pod with one piece of fantasy advice. This is Kenny's fantasy tip uh, when it comes to drafting this year. This was a request from our good buddy, Pat, who's going to be in our league, which also the draft order will be announced momentarily as well. Uh, my fantasy tip is to not draft rookies that are not in the top three. And the reason why is, yeah, you know that Ja Morant and Zion and RJ are going to get a ton of minutes this year, but a lot of these guys who got drafted after them, they're not going to be playing a ton of minutes out of the gate because there's going to be veterans that they have in front of them. They're going to play 20 to 40 games as the starter. And then you're going to see who the really good rookies are in the second half of the year. You saw it with Trey Young last year. He went from being like, okay, to being like a stud the second half of the year. So if you're going to look for someone that's going to be a rookie that's going to contribute, start watching the waiver wire around the 30 to 40 game mark. That's when you're going to see teams that are out of playoffs. They're going to plug in these rookies to play a ton of minutes for them so they can evaluate the talent. That's when you take your rookies. You're a lot better to draft veterans than rookies. So that's my fantasy advice for this podcast. What do you guys think of that?
2: Uh, I mean, if you got the spots to like towards the end of the draft, I'd say take them, right? If you got like bench spots, right? Yeah. As you said, like Trey Young didn't have anything first half. If you got, if you think you're fine, and then you just got a few extra rounds, like why not take them? I like Carson Edwards. Yeah, but
1: uh... <laughs> I like Carson Edwards. Don't laugh. I'm
0: like high him. on Carson
2: Edwards. He, like, that's I'm, fair. I thought I was the king of hot tape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a Taco
2: Fall
0: top ten center. There was Michigan. a there was Boston a rep- Celtics
1: a, legend. There, there was a. <laughs> There was a article that came out earlier before the or after the draft that said that Taco Fall is kind of similar to Kevin Durant and I was like
0: Oh or no uh, I don't know where you're reading these articles, Carl. I wasn't that where was, are you
1: getting these articles. That wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't Taco Fall. Was it Fall.
0: sports stuff no one says? Was that the it
1: page? was uh it was that was the uh, onion? No, it was the tall it was the tall it was the tall ta- guy, um what's his name? Is that the website? <laughs>
0: No Okay Connor We're going to cut you off here Because that's a terrible take (laughs) You you, you were so close To closing out the pot On a high note And then you did that And so with that We are going to announce We have the Shooter Shoot Basketball uh, League this year It's going to be made up of uh, The three of us As well as Jet We got a couple guys From three batter minimum As well as a couple buddies Of ours And so we are going to Now announce the draft order We randomized it on 2K To figure out Who was going to pick where and we're going to do a reverse order here. So at number 10, we've got the LeBron bandwagoner himself. Cameron <laughs> Mugford will be drafting at number 10. At number 9, we've got a rookie to fantasy basketball, but he's a consistent fantasy beast, and that's Daryl Day. At number 8, we've got Matt Chamberlain, who is the biggest Spurs fan out there. We asked him to come on the pod for the Spurs, but he just he declined. Uh, at number seven, we've got one of the hosts of this podcast, and that is Jet Folk, drafting at number seven. At number six, we have our special guest here today, Connor Rasico, who for about 50 minutes really killed it and then just went <laughs> off the rails, and I hope that he doesn't do the same in fantasy. So he's drafting <laughs> at number six. At number five, you've got yours truly, the host of the show. That would be me. Uh, at number four, we've got... One third of the three batter minimum, and that is Dylan Istash, who is another basketball fantasy rookie. But you know, if you listen to the pod, you might pick up a couple things. Can't waste, can't wait to roast your team once you draft. Uh at number three, we've got the third member of the shooter-shoot basketball podcast, and that is Matt Oje at number three. And with that, at number two, we are down to Dylan Elgert and Patrick Sure both fantasy rookies. And at number two, we've got Dylan Elgert. Please don't screw up someone's fantasy career because I know that you love to get guys that get hurt. So please leave LeBron James and Anthony Davis alone this year. Uh, And at number one, the member of three batter minimum, that is Patrick Schur. And with that, good luck, gentlemen, you guys should be tuning in every week to get some fantasy advice uh, and that's all we got for you this week. So be sure to check us out on Spotify and Podbean, as well as across our social media platforms. And uh, we'll see you guys next time.